right, here we go. On the road on a Friday. It's the Plank Show from Riverwind Casino. Right off Highway 9. I, I Right off I-35, Highway 9 exit. Here in Norman, coming in town for an event from Tulsa. Looking for a place to stay. The hotel is incredible. Looking for events. They've got you covered. The showroom, the ballroom back open. The concert hall back open. Grand ballroom back open. And they've had some awesome shows already. And coming up, the you know, I gotta be I gotta be honest. I'm really mad that I didn't think forward enough to get Rodney Carrington tickets. And I know those are gonna sell uh, sell out. Uh Julio Iglesias already wait, who? Julio Iglesias. The comedian is is here. He's gonna be here coming up in a couple weeks. Already sold out, but you can get tickets at riverwindcasino.com or stopping by the Grand Showroom box office here inside the facility where uh, Josh is out today. Now, Connor Pasby is standing by in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. We don't really have a status update, correct? It's just the feeling is he'd likely be out for the entire show, but Connor, as we sit here at 9.05 a.m. on the Ref Sports Radio Network, we do not have confirmation if or if not we will see Josh Elmer today, correct? That is correct. We do not know. He had to go to a uh, retina specialist. So that's for Ooh, your eyes. Eye doctor appointment. Yes. Your, uh, I used to speak Spanish. Is eyes your ojos? <laughs> He's at the eye doctor. And Josh had one of those days yesterday where while he was in the doctor's office, someone basically like banged into his car. So it was an awesome day all the way around for Josh Helmer, which makes me feel terrible in telling you that yesterday I got to play about 14 holes of golf with my daughters, got to eat in the Trails Clubhouse. I mean, it was a it was a banner day. So and maybe maybe Connor, it's probably good that Josh is getting a little bit of time this morning because after what sounded like the show. After the show yesterday, seemed like things kind of trended downhill a little bit for our boy at Josh on ref. Well, I guess someone noticed there was something wrong with his eyes. I hope everything's all good with Josh, though. I did too. He'll be, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, fingers crossed. Now, we got a lot of avenues we're going to go down today. I'm just preparing you. We got a lot of different road trips we're going to take on the show. Number one, as expected... Oklahoma did not land the Ballyhooed recruit Joseph Jonah Ajonier. The commitment last night went to Georgia. And as Parker has told us, as Josh told us yesterday, that was that was the feeling going into it. But I want to drill a little bit deeper into the recruiting side of things and just from the perspective. All over the place. From two to three every single day. We're locked on. I'm sorry. Locked in. And Parker and Tyler are all over it. Every single, you know, afternoon, it seems, or every single lunch break, you get Parker Thune from New to Tune with Steelman, New to Two, that is. And they're all over it. So we got the information covered here on the ref. But what's, you know, I'm always curious by that angle that I don't see a lot. How are fans handling this in the recruiting message board world? I see it on social media. 
doesn't seem like it's going so well in the reaction and the mentions. But is it dire, is it concerning that when you look ahead to the first recruiting class that will spend all four years in the SEC has just one defensive line commitment uh, right now, just one. So I, I turned to one of my favorite recruiting guys. I turned to Travis. Travis Davidson's going to come up at 10 a.m., and we're going to spend some time just chopping up the perspective, the and your positive or negative thoughts, right? Connor is always all over the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439, and we see that roller coaster of emotions, right? We see the um, we're never going to get another D lineman. We might as well run a uh, a one four five or math and one four seven whatever six. I mean, I just it, that frustration. I get, I understand. But is it warranted, and is it just going to Is it going to necessitate a change in how you view the offseason? I'll go in-depth on that coming up later on. Some of you are like, no, no, I need my commitments. I need to know where my class is in July. No. So I'll challenge that. I'll push back. But Trap's coming up at 10 a.m. to help us out. Uh, speaking of transfers, On the softball side of things, Oklahoma added exactly what I told you they were going to add yesterday. Now, listen, I don't, I don't pretend to be some sort of insider, and I'm, and I'm not. I'm a guy that gets to sit here and talk sports three hours every single day. But I told you, whenever it came to the catching position and the depth that Oklahoma is trying to get at catcher. Not many people are jumping in the portal to come to Oklahoma for a season or two to back up Kinsey Hansen. And, you know, if you were, again, I'll, I'll push back on my own take a bit. Now, if you were a, a freshman all-world catcher and you realize, dang, man, what's in the coffers for OU I got a chance to go there and play, you know, a lot as a junior and a senior. Well, I may sit on my sophomore year, and, may, and I'm sure it's big for Patty Gasso in the recruiting world right now. But I've got, I got to tell you, at this stage, right, with Erickson gone and with Sophia Nugent gone, and at this time, it's you're probably not going to get a, you know, a 20 home run person player. You're probably not going to get you know, a a true all-American candidate. But with that said, I thought Oklahoma did pretty good, pretty well, pretty solid in Riley Ludlam. She's a senior at Furman, Fort Myers, Florida native, hit 372 with 10 home runs, 41 runs batted in, the Southern Conference Player of the Year. So she's good. She's good. You'll take that. But she's not known yeah, she's not known like a Sid Sanders or a Haley Lee or a Lena Torres because, I mean, Furman wasn't a team that was getting a lot of buzz during the year. So I warned you that it's it's not going to be somebody that everyone in the country loses their mind over Oklahoma getting, like they were with Peyton Monticello. But when it comes to adding Ludlam, I got a really good player. Yeah, a uh, hidden... I don't know about her athleticism. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say a hidden gem from Furman and provide some uh, more depth, that catcher that you're really looking for. And her stats, I mean, 
I think Travis and Tyler were talking about it yesterday, but her stats rank up like top five, top six uh, this past year to uh, the other sure. OE players. Yeah. Sure. It's not bad. It's a good get. It's a good get. But I think sometimes I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna use a major league baseball analogy because that's the the one that maybe can relate to non softball fans too. Let's say your starting catcher is gosh, who's a good starting Will Smith, right? And suddenly I don't know, Pudge Rodriguez enters the portal. Pudge isn't coming to be his backup. You know, it's, right. they're going to go places where they can play right away. Probably not the best analogy, but you get my point. I could have gone Mike Sosha and Daryl Porter, RIP, but I <laughs> I went with Pudge and, and Will Smith. Well, you, you got so, to know, too, that kid, kid, I think it's a really good game. Yeah, we got to know, too, that kids he can't catch every single game. So it's nice to have a good catcher behind her when she's ready to go. And any depth at all. Any depth at all. Catcher is a big deal. So, number one. You add what I think is quality depth to a position that it doesn't have any right now. And there's not a catcher coming in in this class either. And I didn't look, I, I didn't know if there was anyone that could early enroll like Kinsey Kelso did maybe at a semester that could help him out in 2024 that's not quite in school yet. You know, Kelso did that, and it worked out well for her. She ended up playing a bit. And then, you know, transferred and had a great career at Grand Canyon U. I don't know if you could see anyone do that that's coming up. But for now, you get that catching depth taken care of. But the bigger story, the bigger story in the portal is who's in it. Not from Oklahoma. And, you know, this is kind of, I was listening to, to carrying the guys on the unofficial portal, uh, unofficial 40, talk about the portal in the Aaron Park situation, when I just assumed whenever he was in the portal that he was a grad transfer. And come to find out he wasn't. So you had missed your window. Well, Kelly Maxwell is a graduate. And even though the portal for softball closed last week, Kelly Maxwell is a graduate. So you can jump yeah. in and out of the portal anytime you want. Those, those portal windows are only for, you know, underclassmen or players who haven't graduated yet. When you're a grad transfer, Connor, you can go anywhere you want, anytime you want. So last night, Justin McLeod, extra inning softball, uh, reports on Twitter that the new biggest name in the portal is Oklahoma State's Kelly Maxwell. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not surprised at all. The least talked about story in the sport of softball this offseason, and for those of you that cover it and live it and suddenly you're, you're insiders, and for those of you who can't get enough on the Book of Faces or on social media, you guys know this. John Barkfeld retired. That's Oklahoma State's pitching coach. And unless you guys, Connor, talked about it while I was on vacation, I hadn't seen anything about it. In I, fact, I didn't either. Yeah, I, I, didn't I had see no anyone idea. Talk about it. Okay. I didn't see anyone talk about it until she transferred. In fact, James, uh, Robert Allen, I found a story from his website that there wasn't even an announcement from Oklahoma State. But basically, they had a couple of people that were like perusing the website trying to find some information. And when they hit on Barkfeld's page, there was nothing. Now, of, of all the rumors that sideswiped us after the College World Series, there were a couple that didn't. Right? The, the Jordy Ball sideswiped, blew everyone's mind, right? No one could fathom 
wow, you just want to go home, that's crazy, you've won two titles, but we saw it play out. That was shocking. There were two other inside softball moves that people thought were going to happen. One did, one didn't. Everyone thought Patrick Murphy was retiring. That's the Alabama head coach. And with Murphy retiring, there were many that thought he was on his way uh, to broadcasting and that Kenny Gajewski would be on his way to Alabama. So that was that was that rumor. That never materialized. Either Murphy decided he was sticking around or, you know, those who were theorizing or were within that inner circle, I, I don't want to say they changed their mind, but they just didn't quite have that same oomph for retirement as we first thought. So that was the, the big rumor that didn't happen. And the other one was that, you know, John Barkfeld's a guy who's coached for a long time. Uh, his his wife, from everything that we've been able to understand, is very successful in her career, too, as he is in softball. And so they had an opportunity to where, you know, he didn't really have to coach in the grind of recruiting and, and prepping anymore. And, you know, they, they were going to move out of Stillwater. And so it just really flew under the radar. I don't think he's going to be a candidate to coach other places. I don't think he's going to be a head coach anywhere. I think John Barkfeld is is, is happily retired, and he, and he should enjoy it had a hell of a run at Tulsa, and did a great job with that Oklahoma State staff in putting them in a position where they, I mean, if their defense holds up, they're playing OU in the championship series last year. It's Bedlam, it's not OU Texas in 2022. But, so he leaves very much under the radar, and we kind of wait because the other rumor was Maxwell was really tied to him, and if he did indeed leave, it would be a challenge for Oklahoma State to keep her around. Bada-beam, bada-boom, Maxwell's in the portal, and now we all speculate. I was about to say, when you, when you lose your pitching coach like that, man, as a player, that changes your mind about a lot of things. If you want to stay or exactly what Kelly Maxwell did is enter the transfer portal. Yeah, and again, I don't know how much that story was out there. I don't know if many people even really knew that he was out. I know, and I haven't looked through the Oklahoma State website. There might be a release right there on the front page, and you people are like, hey, you dope, here's the here's the update about it. But, I mean, that was, that had been rumored for a long time that he was going to retire. So Oklahoma State hasn't made a new hire yet. They haven't brought in a new pitching coach. You see that clock ticking, and you realize, you know, there's some places right now where Kelly Maxwell could go, and she, she's a, not just going to be – she's going to be the number one anywhere she goes, right? But a team that is right there on the cusp of winning a title. And and I don't know. I don't know with what Oklahoma State has lost. I don't know if that's a team roster-wise right now that you say, hey, they're one of the top eight teams in the country heading into 2024. I don't know if you say that. Now, Kenny Gajewski has proven me wrong many times – Maybe Maxwell looked at that. Four years here is a lot. John Barkfeld's gone. I'm going to go test the waters. And there's a lot of really good places out there that are still looking for pitchers, including right down the street. So I want I, I was just trying to pigeonhole. I'm not sorry. I was trying to bullet point everything here off the top. Hey, here's some things we're going to get to. But obviously, I got a lot of perspective. I hope that I can give you on Maxwell. And I think that she would be a fascinating ad in Norman. Now, is Oklahoma in on her? Are they talking to her? I don't know. But when we come back, I'll tell you what I do know.
We're on the road at Riverwind Casino. We're hanging out on a Friday. It's the Plank Show on the Ref. Hi, welcome back into the Plank Show. We're on the road at Riverwind Casino. Coop Elworks brings you the 2023 Beats and Bites Festival. Ten bucks to get in. Kids 12 and under are free. Tickets online at riverwind.com or at the box office or at the gate day of the show. But um, I wouldn't want to risk that gate day of the show. I'd get them early. Encourage you to bring your own long chair. A lawn chair seating will be limited. Of course, we've got we've got big time stuff coming up tomorrow night. Mark Chestnut, Shenandoah, Tracy Bird. Gates open at five. Tracy Bird will start playing around five forty-five, six o'clock, and then on August twenty-sixth, Gary Allen, all part of the Coupe Works Beats and Bites Festival, and that's where we are at Riverwind Casino. On this Friday, Connor is in for Josh. Now, Connor, for those who don't know, big softball guy, Connor Pasby. What was your reaction when you saw Kelly Maxwell in the portal? Were you surprised? Did you immediately start asking her if she likes covered wagons? <laughs> What'd you make of Maxwell in the portal? Uh, I wasn't surprised, but man, it was really a late decision. It felt like for Kelly Maxwell to enter the portal, just based on. Uh, how the season went for her, it wasn't great, but, I mean, she did some good things. Uh, mm-hmm. Struggled against uh, uh, OU, for sure, throughout the regular season. But I'm sure she'll be a great get for uh, whoever lands her. You know, it's it's interesting. All of this comes down to one thing. Well, I guess two, right? But from an Oklahoma perspective, let's say one. The other is, do you want to come to Oklahoma? Do you want to be a part of this? Do you want to understand what it's like to consistently have expectations where anything less than the best is unacceptable? Are you willing to take on the challenge of knowing that you've got a a mindset, a championship mindset, and a mantra that you have to live up to in not just how you approach softball but how you approach life? I mean, it's not easy. It's not. So fit is something that I don't – I feel like we don't talk about enough because it's – and if you've listened to this show with any regularity over the last, you know, f- f- decade, however long Josh and I have been on the air, I think since, what, 16, so seven years, then you know that that's been my, my push since I've got to know this program and I've been around coach a little bit. I've been around uh, the players. you you got to fit. You might be the best player on the planet, right? And I, I know in a lot of ways, like, eh, you know, I'll find a way. I'll find a way. But when you already have a winning culture, you're not going to break everything for one player. Yeah. I mean, y'all, P- Patty Gasso has told some of the most talented players I've ever seen, hey, you shape up, you get your I'm, – I'm using – I'm, I'm, I'm imagining this is what it sounds like, so, Coach, I'm not trying. But you shape up, you get right, or you get out. I don't care how good you are. Dude, she did it with Jocelyn freaking Allo, all right? I mean, if that doesn't give you an idea of the the level that you have to be at as a, as a player with your commitment to the game and as a person, I don't care how damn good you are, you're not, you're not playing here, right? It's not going to happen. So I, I, I miss that. So I don't know Kelly Maxwell. I don't know Elena Vauder. Those are the two names now most recently kind of attached to Oklahoma, but I'll say this. 
I do know that Patty Gasso spoke glowingly about Kelly Maxwell in our pregame conversation before Bedlam. Glowingly. And, you know, Coach isn't ever anyone that I think would destroy an opponent. <laughs> Say, hey, it's a pregame show, Coach. What do you think about, I don't know, Cheyenne Factor? Oh, she's terrible. Can't stand it. Too cocky. Yeah, that, that would never be the case, right? But to me, and I'm going to play it for you coming up next segment. I'm, I'm, I was downloading it. I wanted, was trying to edit it during the break. But when I hear Coach talk about a player the way that she did Kelly, I think that is something that immediately when I saw that announced, the antennas went up, right? I also think Kelly Maxwell feels like she has a lot to prove. Oh, yeah. So I, so I, I, I don't know. I know that. I know everything that is tweeted or everything that is said is kind of, you know, overanalyzed and talked about. And Travis sent me the, the, the tweet that Trace Ford had thrown out. It's like, hey, let's make this happen. And I guess that was in relations to, to uh, potentially getting Kelly Maxwell to Oklahoma. But well, I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't automatically say, oh, I don't think that's a possibility because they already got Monticelli and we're going to see. No, no, I think, I think it would be interesting, but. Again, what kind of fit is it? Kelly Maxwell seems like a big-time competitor. She, she seems like she loves to pitch. But she's also kind of been with a little bit more postseason success. She is very similar to Alex Straka. So whenever I say, hey, you got a, you got a portal that doesn't have a Straka-type player or a Haley Lee-type player in it outside of the, the one that left Oklahoma, Connor Pasby, I think in Kelly Maxwell – this is one of those types of players that is. And I, and I think Elena Vauder is, too. I, I do, too. I think Elena Vauder is, too. But in Kelly Maxwell, absolutely the kind of player that you look at and say, she can go somewhere and she can be a difference maker. And you know this better than anyone. It's not just Oklahoma. Florida desperately needs pitching help yeah. right now. Auburn is actively working the portal. Alabama is still working the portal. Georgia is still working the portal. Um, Oklahoma State, obviously, is work in the portal. These are places that players have gone and have had a lot of success. And maybe you don't rule the chance that she could pull her name back out, but there is – it's not like a player is jumping in the portal and then just automatically jumping to OU. There's a lot of options out there, especially at this time, for pitching hungry teams, especially, Connor, when it comes to someone – like Kelly Maxwell. Yeah, and she's a great pitcher. She would be a huge uh, difference maker for any team. But you mentioned earlier it is about fit for your team. And OU, I think right now they're just fine with pitching. When they just got Peyton Monticelli, I think she's going to be uh, spectacular. I know her I ERA may be a little high. That's crazy to say that with a 2.71. But her defense wasn't <laughs> right. very good behind her at Wisconsin. But it is about fit. I'm not sure if OU is on Kelly Maxwell's radar, but – I mean, she, she's a big-time player, and she could be uh, number one option no matter where she goes. Yeah, she is um, She's a stud. She's an absolute stud. And I think it would be, you know, last year, last year Oklahoma State did a and, – and, and, again, I'm, they, they didn't do a bad job the year before, but some of that pitching had cratered, and they had to ride Kelly Maxwell down the stretch in 2022. But in 2023 – I thought they did a pretty good job with balancing out between her and Lexi 
Kilfoyle and, and the freshman Acock, who did a really nice job against Oklahoma. So I, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. And I can't help but wonder, you know, did Kelly Maxwell enter the portal being as late as it is with a plan in place? Yeah. In other words, she's going in the portal, and it's one place that she's already looking at, and she knows that she wants to go there. On the on the Knippemeyer on the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line from the six one four, someone says uh, Pokes report in extra innings had articles a few weeks ago. Uh, it was pretty overshadowed by Jordy entering the portal. So maybe this has been. Some oh, they're talk. talking about the the what about her transferring or about Barkfeld? No, I guess Is it that could in be relation both, to yeah. her. Right. So, like I said, you know, it's e- either way, whichever one it is. I don't really know if it's a. I don't really know if it's a situation. Um, I don't know if it's a situation where she knows where she wants to go, but I. There were some curious things said in that extra innings <laughs> article about the kind of pitching coach that she's looking for, and I agree on the super secret textoso line. <laughs> uh, sh- Seems sh- like the Sugar Shane fit for her. <laughs> Sugar Shane in Newcastle said, uh, "If Maxwell lands at Stanford, that'll be one." Hell of a pitching staff. But that's about fit, too. Sure. I mean, Stanford, you just had a freshman who's going to be the next big thing. So I don't know if that would be tough for Kelly Maxwell if she goes there. Well, no, no, no. But here's the thing, Sugar Shane. I don't think I would get too caught up in that. That kid and that hits. All they've got. So you got one. I'm here by it. But you got a who's out of the portal right now, and I, I think that she could be a hell of a fit. I roll through the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, and we come back. We're on the road today. We're hanging out at Riverwind Casino. And in fact, Riverwind Casino program. We're going to go in-depth on some of the concerts that are uh, including Counting Crows, Audio Speedway, coming up. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Rep Sports Radio Network with Connor Pasby today. I'm Chris Plank. I wonder sometimes. I wonder sometimes if people like listen to the show. I, I know for certain sometimes they do because when anything screws up, like when a feed goes wrong, it's like gah, what's What's going on there? Our app has been absolutely challenged over the last few days, but I know we're working through that, as has a few of our affiliates who may have taken the rest of the week off too, but I don't blame them. Yeah, get, get, take your time, baby. But <laughs> Nine, I, 918 says get it fixed. Yeah, I know. Thank you. So I, I know sometimes, sometimes it's good how well you listen and keep things, that's the best way to put it, accountable hold us accountable other times i wonder if you listen at all i wonder if literally you sit there and you listen at all like i'm looking at some of the text messages and i'm like are you listening to this show or are am, am i on mute during the program because one of the first texts i see is yeah you don't forget their pitching coach retired yeah we, we literally spent 10 minutes Talking about John Barkfeld's retirement. What are we doing? 
This is why I don't live on the text line, and you shouldn't either. Uh, Chuck at 405-651-3439. Chris, who would you rather have, Vodder or Maxwell? Why not both? Bring on both. Uh, Camo Sooner. Plank, this is your Today in Wrestling History text. 27 years ago today, the greatest heel turn of all time took place. When Hulk Hogan leg-dropped the Macho Man, Randy Savage, and so began the greatest era of professional wrestling. How about that? Do you know what era he is talking about, Connor? This is much before your time, I think, 27 years ago today. Man, no, I would not. I would be minus two years old. This would be the celebration of the birth of Hollywood Hogan, the great American bash. Who's the third member of the NWO? Who are... Who is Razor Ramon and Diesel? Who is Kevin Nash and Scott Hall bringing with him? What do you guys want? I paid for my ticket. I'm just sitting here watching wrestling. I mean, it was... I was thinking about it. It's funny. Because, Cam, are you sure it's today? Because if it's not today, I'm going to feel really bad waxing nostalgically on one of my favorite moments in wrestling history. But one of the greatest parts of the heel turn by Hulk Hogan was number one Tony Schiavone and Bobby the Brain Heenan's call and number two what it set off in the wrestling world I had a, this shows you how in I was so 27 years ago holy smokes I was 21 I was 21 years old I was doing because radio is such a lucrative operation uh, I was for, for me at the time I was doing Part-time work at the Buzz at 14.30, and I was working at a media services company where I was a sales guy. Connor, ask, ask me how much I sold as a sales guy for my uh, media rela- our media services firm, Orc Incorporated, in the great Harry Willis. <laughs> how much did you sell? Zero. I never wow. sold a damn thing. <laughs> he finally had to fire me and did it in the kindest way possible, which set me off on the path of, basically doing radio but i bring that up because i would get into work every tuesday to everyone's talking about well, fridays were a great day no 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 tuesdays that was my day camo sooner that was my day because that's when the wrestling message boards would heat up to reaction to nitro and raw <laughs> greatest era in our life I would love it. Um, Brooke writes, by the way, on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, isn't Kelly Maxwell the one that wants to go to veterinary school? She could come here a year and then go right back up here for vet school. It would be pretty convenient. Well, I, I don't think it's her. I don't think it's Kelly Maxwell. I think you're thinking of someone else. I could be wrong. But if you want to go to vet school, I mean, Oklahoma State's pretty good. I mean, that's, that's it. I was about to say, yeah, Oklahoma State's a really good one. I <laughs> I wouldn't argue with that. And then um, one more quick one. This is from Robert and Hera. Travis Davis is going to join us at the top of the hour. We're going to talk about football recruiting, get the highlights from his uh, conversation last night on he and J- JP's podcast with Grayson Holton, which is really good. 
uh, if you get a chance to listen to it. But he, he's going to come on and, and recap that for us in a bit. So that's coming up at the top of the hour. And i got tons of football stuff to get to later in the program. But obviously with Kelly Maxwell going in the portal, it's got Oklahoma fans feeling some sort of way. And Robert Inherra writes, I think adding Vauder or Maxwell is a need to get a four-peat. But I also believe OU equally needs Kern. Somebody needs to fill the run-producing RBI hitter that Haley Lee was in the lineup, not to mention OU needs another starting infielder. So to me, Kern is a big need. All right. I don't necessarily disagree, Robert, but here is where I would push back slightly just for the, the sake of pushing back. I think that two of the four freshmen coming in are day one type players. And it wouldn't surprise me if all four end up playing a role in some way, shape, or form in 2023. I think I think Maya Bland and I, I think Ella Parker are day one type players. And you know what? Now that I say that, oh, the girl from Hawaii, uh, Nellie, I think they've, you know, maybe you look at a player like Cassidy Pickering and maybe she could be in that that kind of, mold where she's developing and maybe has a, a little bit more of an opportunity, but she she was ranked higher in the class of 2023 by extra inning softball than you know Kelly was than Kelly McEnroe Marinas was. So I you know who knows? Maybe my thought that she could be like an Avery Hodge, maybe she ends up playing. So I I would say with Kern, you know, I I talked to somebody close to the program. And the question with Kern was, is this a player that you need or is this a player that you want? And I think you want her because of exactly what Robert and Hera brought up. But when you start looking at what's coming in for Oklahoma and you start thinking about, man, when OU has given those freshman opportunities, Sid Romero, Kaylee Clifton, Fall A of you, Right, the Jocelyn Allo played as a freshman. Look, look at it. Jada Coleman, Tiari Jennings, day one starters. Grace Lyons, day one starters. I mean, I feel like we're so quick to fill all these holes in the lineup with Kern that we lose sight of what's coming in. And I'm here to tell you right now, what's coming in is pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. I don't think that for Robert and Hare, the top part, Vodder or Maxwell, I wouldn't say that's a need. Because I think you got three pitchers now in your rotation that are going to be pretty solid. To see what Deal did last year as a freshman come in and, man, some tough spots. So I wouldn't say that's a need to get another uh, big-time arm like that. A want? Yes, I can understand yeah. that. Yeah, but but in this instance, there is a want and a need for a little bit of pitching depth because none of these four players coming in can pitch. Now, you got one of the top recruiting players in the – the top recruited pitchers in the country – coming in next year but you don't have anyone coming in this 24 class so you're counting on continued de- pitching you're counting on continued development from kirsten deal step up in the game from sj garen nicole may to be nicole may we'll see what monticelli gets and then you you, you need another potential arm but with kern i heard you're saying is it a one or is it a need 
and with some of the players coming in this year, I think they got the kind of players that come in that can be a part of this lineup day one. All right, quick break. 948. When we come back. By the way, True Sooner, stop it. I heard Ball is leaving. I, I just ask that you listen to the show. <laughs> just, just, just listen a little bit. Thanks for joining us, True. Appreciate it. Uh, and shout out to my man, Mike Howard. This is what you call commitment. Mike writes, I'm on the road to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee with Cole for his World Series at the Cal Ripken, uh, Ripken Experience. Ten hours of you guys. I have to relaunch the app every 15 minutes, but I don't care. That's what we That's call dedication, commitment. Plank. That's commitment, Mike. All right, when we come back, a lot of headlines to catch up on from the night that was across the sports world. We'll do it live, and we'll do it next on The Ref. I would never, and I mean ever, want to steer you away from The Ref app, but we're blessed to have a lot of options to find us. So if you're consistently having problems with The Ref app and you're having to reboot over and over, number one, it's not my fault. I can't control it. Your angry text to my personal phone or the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line or my Twitter feed, I can't help you. I can't tell you that we have options. Like Kendall pointed out, you can find us on iHeart. I, you can find, I believe we're on TuneIn as well, too. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a few options out there while our, our host provider figures it out and I can get people off my backside. And then number two... I'm feeling confident about our stability here at the casino. I feel like our connection stability is getting there, Connor Pasby. How do you feel about it? We are golden. We are good to go for the rest of the way today. There you go. So, not our fault. Quit yelling. We always take the blame. I can take your bullets to a certain degree, and much like Scarface, eventually you die. (laughs) All right. That's just if you can say I can take your bullets all you want. Really, you can't. All right, you can't. So, with that in mind, a couple of notes from yesterday that we didn't get to yet. A couple of things from last night in sports. Number one, things I didn't have on my bingo board: Victor Wimbanyana and Britney Spears. Apparently, there was a oh. sli- slight altercation that took place yesterday while Wimbanyana was going to dinner, where one of his security guards. I guess she reached up and tried to tap him. And, he, you know, dude's first time in Vegas in a while. He's going straight to dinner. He's going straight to the restaurant. And security said, don't stop whatever. And so we're getting the video. TMZ's got the video. So Wimbignana, on the eve, and now today, the day of his debut, tried to make sense of the madness. Something did happen a little bit when uh, I was walking with the... With some security of the, the team to, the, to, to some restaurant. We were in a hall, there was a, a lot of people, so people calling me, obviously. And there was one, pers- one person who was, uh, who was calling me, but uh, we talked before with the security, don't stop because it's gonna make, it's gonna make a, a crowd. So I, I couldn't stop. So that person was calling me, sir, sir. And that person grabbed me from behind. I didn't see, I didn't see what happened because I was walking straight and we told, don't stop. But that person grabbed me from behind, not on my shoulder, she grabbed me from behind. And, uh, so I, I just know that the security pushed her away. I don't know with how with how much force though, but uh, security pushed her away. I didn't stop for to look, so I kept walking and uh, enjoyed a nice dinner. <laughs> I take him, take him at his word. But again, he doesn't know what happened. He has no clue. Just so, just leave, leave the man alone. Let him enjoy this for a little sure. bit. It is kind of funny though. Whenever it happened, I I thought it was a misprint. I'm like, wait, 
Britney Spears and Victor Wimbanyama. And then last night, the uh, Thunder once again took care of business. And it's it's starting to look, I, I'm not going to lose my mind over Trey Mann. It's the Summer League. But I am going to lose my mind over how good Chad Holmgren has looked. And again, it's the Summer League. But I think if I'm a Thunder fan, I'm not saying number two pick, justified. But I feel really good about how he's looked and how comfortable that Chet Holmgren looks. It doesn't seem like anything is forced. They're being smart about how they're using him. I can't wait to see him whenever he gets an opportunity in camp in the regular season. Summer League, great. But for me, all right. It's, in fact, I might wrap it up. I'm like, dude, all right, let's get let's, uh I don't know if they're playing in Vegas or not, but let's not let's not worry about this. Get get ready for camp. Let's not risk anything. And then uh, two things from baseball from last night. Uh, John Paul Morosi is reporting that there is a very slight, there's zero chance that the Angels will trade Otani, but they may listen to offers, and the Cardinals got back on track. After the embarrassing loss to the Marlins, they shut out Miami 5 When we come back, we'll talk some Sooner football recruiting and a little Grayson Hall on the rest.